This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. In this episode, I'll be talking to Barnsley supporter Rob Miles. He's on to share his thoughts on Barnsley ahead of this match against Fulham. This is our view of the opposition show, which is our preview for this upcoming match. I look forward to doing the show, but before I do anything else, I have to welcome my very special guest onto the show. Rob, how are you doing? Good evening, Russ. I'm very well. How are you? I am doing great. Listen, first things first, I want to say, and I said this off air. I'm glad that Barnsley's back in the championship and uh, I hope you do have a very good season. Before we go on any further, please tell the supporters, the Fulham supporters and, and Barnsley supporters that might be listening to this, how they can find you on Twitter, your website. Tell everyone how they can interact with you. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at at 21 tight and the website, I'm the editor for the Barnsley Mad website. So that's www.barnsley-mad.co.uk. And I write most articles on there, season previews, match reports, match previews, stuff like that. Okay, great. And I would highly recommend going to Rob's site. Definitely check that out. Okay, Rob, let's get into this because Mm -hmm. I'm excited to talk about this upcoming match and learn about Barnsley from your perspective. So let's start with just learning from you this way. Just talk about... Barnsley season last season in League One that got you promoted? Uh, obviously, very good season. Uh, I, I sort of expected this to be challenging for promotion with the squad we had. Uh, I've said this to a few people. I felt when we were in the Championship, we were building a very good League One squad. 
we're signing players from from good League One teams, young players who had a lot of scope to improve. But at the point of 2017-18, they weren't quite good enough for the championship. So a lot of games we got outplayed, we got overswamped. So then we went down. That was a very, very good League One squad. And possibly on paper was the best squad in League One last season. Uh, I mean, you can look at teams like Sunderland, but I think I think they cracked a little bit under the pressure. We had a solid, solid squad. We added to it with a player that a lot of supporters will be aware of in Corey Woodrow. Yes. Um, so I felt that we, we should be challenging. Probably wouldn't have put money on automatic promotion because in my life, I've only ever seen to do that once before. That was to the Premier League. We're, we're very much a playoff team, so I expected to be challenging for the playoffs. Uh, for most of the season, it like that. Uh, they made a, just had a great spirit to go in the season, managed to, to take that second spot. Uh, we finished on 91 points, which is the most in the club's history. Uh, the most we got before that was 80. Uh, we had the best defensive record in the Football League, although we've now lost the vast majority of that back line. Um, so, overall, I, I think it was just great to to be going into matches confident. I think in that last championship season, there were a lot of matches we were going into expecting to lose, especially at home. We had an awful season at home. We had like a club record run without, without a home win. And we weren't much better away from home either. So I think it was just nice to, to go into games, even away from home. We away from home in League One. So we were 4-1 and 4-0. And it's just going into games, fans happy because you go in thinking, I, I think we're going to win this. Whereas <laughs> season before in the championship, you were sort of thinking, well, if we can get it, draw or a narrow defeat out of this, especially some of the, some of the bigger clubs. Um, so it, and it's probably a few good fact about we've got a new manager in, Daniel Stendhal, who is your typical eccentric German, very much in the Jurgen Klopp mode, wears his heart on his sleeve, jumping around the touchline. <laughs> uh, he really endeared himself to supporters. He was, he was out drinking with supporters. Uh, the, the day we got promoted, uh, we weren't playing. We got promoted because uh, Sunderland and Portsmouth both didn't win. And uh, he was straight out in the town drinking with the fans that were in the town. It's it that feel-good factor is back which we were unbeaten all our season at home so a complete contrast to the season before that so I think maybe we needed that year back in League One but yeah. obviously this is now the acid test you know this is it, it's not as big as the gap between the Championship and Premier League but it's it's big and it's, it's getting bigger I think and this is where we're going to find out if these players are as good as what we thought they were last season because some of the teams are going to come up against some of the players are going to come up against it no disrespect to the to the, to the Rochdales and the, the Gillians of this world, but you know there's some big, big clubs, as yourselves are in this league, with some multi-million pound players, international players. I think I think that's like the acid test now to see how good this squad is. This is the level that they need to prove themselves at. Okay, excellent. And before we start really getting into our preview, let's talk about the summer so far for Barnsley. How has it been? Uh, busy. Uh, we've signed 10 players. Uh, but we've lost sort of key players. We lost our goalkeeper Adam Davis, who is one that sort of splits opinions. For me, he's probably the best goalkeeper in League One, and not very good at Championship level. When we're in the Championship, he, he cost us a lot of goals, mistakes. With last season, he was he was brilliant. Uh, we lost our two centre backs, Liam Lindsay and Adrian Pinnock. Lindsay again was one not too concerned about, but we could do better than him anyway. But Pinnock is a massive, massive loss. Um, he was by far the best defender in League One last season. He just no, nobody could beat him. He was winning every header. I think he, I think he lost a header. And everyone was really looking forward to him making a real statement in the Championship for us. And then he only had a year left on his contract. And we sold him for I think it was about three million pounds to Brentford, which 
again, sort of disappointed. And again, it's a no disrespect to Brentford. I think they probably are a bigger club than us now because they're consolidating the championship. We don't think we should be losing our absolute best players to teams below sort of that top four or five in the championship. So that's a big, big blow. A lot of the players they've brought in, it remains the same because a lot of them are quite a few foreign players. Uh, we've signed a German goalkeeper. Uh, we've got Senegal defending him, who has, he's called Bambo Diaby, and he's just been given number five shirt today. So okay. Bambo number five, like the song, Bambo number five. <laughs> um, we've also got another young goalkeeper in who, he's come from Chelsea, but he was on, he was on Burton last season and, and did quite well. So he's, it looks like he's, um, he could be a decent keeper, but the German looks like he's going to be the, the first charity. He's been given the number one shirt. Uh, Attacking-wise, looks quite interesting. Um, Sam Malik works in Doncaster, who I really rated last season. He was he was one of the best sort of wingers in, in League One last season, so I think he could be a good player. And uh, Connor Chaplin, he's another one that, to keep an eye out for. Uh, we tried to sign him last summer, um, but he went to Coventry instead. Uh, but this time around, we've been promoted. We've gone in for him again and got him. So it's the only sort of worry, I think, is we've not got anyone, well, we've not signed anyone with championship experience. It's either players who've come from abroad who yep. don't know the English League or players that were fantastic in League One. But again, the rest of our squad was fantastic in League One. So there's just as much of a, a sort of a, an acid test for them now to see see what they can do. Uh, we're still a bit worried we might lose one of our strikers, Kiefer Moore. There's apparently a bit of interest from from elsewhere, um, which would be a massive blow, especially at this point. You know, two days away from the season starting. Uh, but this is how we sort of set up as a club. We sign them young for a decent fee. Build them up, make them better, and sell them on. It's the, it's the, you know, we've got American owners now who have done it in America. I think it's a sort of the ethos over there that, you know, the, that is how it works, sort of like the money ball sort of concept. Yeah. So we, I think, even though it's, it's, it's cut into those players that are fantastic for us. I think that is the club's model, and that's how you know, look at some clubs who are in massive debt because they've splurged millions on players and it's not worked out. We're one of the very few debt-free clubs because of of the model we have. But can we get any further than scrapping about? In the bottom of the championship, it's um, it remains to be seen, I think, really. But you know, there's confidence, there's always confidence after promotion season. Last, last time when we got promoted, we were pushing for the playoffs in our first championship yeah. season until, until we lost our best players in the January, which again is something we'll be worried about. If these players have come in, do turn out to be brilliant, I was going to lose them all again in January. The good thing is, they're coming on quite long contracts three, four, five year contracts, which we never used to do before, we only used to do two because of the wage aspect and then we were losing for next to nothing after a year. So at least the club is sort of remedying some of their mistakes by, you know, if these players are good and we do have to sell them, we're going to get a decent fee for them. Totally agree. I'm glad that you mentioned uh, the length of those contracts. I think that will definitely help you moving forward. The mm-hmm. Fulham has actually done that as well. That yeah. helps with fees. And uh, so I understand the uh, method to the madness because – you have been picked apart a little bit. And uh, I, if it happens again, well, I think you're going to get more money this time. So I think that's a, a good thing. Let's uh, get your expectations for this upcoming season. It sounds like, Rob, I don't want to put words in your mouth, that you're just looking to just survive this first season in the championship. Is that what your expectations are? Or do you think it's possible to get even further up the table? I it- if you offered me now two days for the start of the season, fourth bottom, I would probably take it. Okay. Because we need to we need to survive. We're, we've sort of become a bit of a yo-yo team now. We've gone 
We went up to the championship, stayed there for two years, dropped down, come straight back up. We don't want to now be dropping straight back down. And, you know, you, you get into a cycle where you're just up and down. And I don't really want that. So if you offered me that now, survival, great, I'd take it. Obviously, then when you stay up as well, you can attract better players the next season. You know, we, with these new signs of other complete unknowns, you know, they may turn out to be absolute will beaters and we might be pushing the top half of the table. If so, fantastic. But I think I've seen a lot of sort of Barnsley you know, over my lifetime and it, it's very rare that that happens for us. And sometimes I think a lot of, even the foreign players, I sort of think if they were that brilliant, especially in, the, in this day and age with all the scouting networks, somebody bigger than us would have spotted them. But I'm, I'm, I'm not saying they won't be. But yeah, if you offer me now survival, some big clubs in there. I sort of look as well, the clubs that were in there last season, there's no Bolton Wonders in there this year, who, you know, have, have almost gone to the wall. There's no one like that. There's no one in disarray. Um, we, might, we might be, I, I sort of hope we can finish above Luton and Charlton, who came up with us. That's, yep. I think that's going to be key. Finish above the teams that you came up with. I always say that. And, yeah. You know, when you get promoted, if you finish above those teams, you've got, you know, you've only got one other place to worry about. That's right. Um, uh, I suppose we could sort of hope that there's a, there's sort of a neat switch town in there this year again. No one expected them to go down last year. Is there a club up at the minute that, you know, no one expects to be struggling at mind you. I'm, I'm sort of looking at teams like Hull, who have had a bit of a rocky summer as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, when we came up last time, we finished 14th. That's going to be such right. a terrific, terrific start. So, it'd be great to, uh, you know, it'd be great if we could get that. But, often me, off bottom now, survival for this first season, I'd be, I'd be very happy with that. I certainly understand that, Rob. All right. It's now time to talk about Collie Woodrow, a <laughs> player that uh, never really made it a foam. And I actually had a co-host that was pushing for Collie Woodrow for years. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to get your view on Colin Woodrow in his time at Barnsley. Well, it's been a revelation. I mean, we we signed him sort of in the in the winter uh, when we were sort of we, we needed another striker, and you know you sort of thinking, well, it's not like he's going to come in and score twenty goals for us, is it? But he did. He did. <laughs> he, 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 I think he finished ninth. I think him and Keith Moore both got nineteen. Uh, but yeah, he, I think them two together were especially against League One defenders, were a lethal, lethal partnership. And he's got a very good sort of striker's instinct. Is it more like a predator? Yeah, he does. Like sort of hold the ball up and, and bring people in. Wood over there and he, he rarely missed. If it, if it came to him six yards out, he wasn't missing. Um, I've, I have sort of heard, and I've sort of got this in my mind as well, he's never he's never done it in the championship. Probably had a, a great chance. As I said, as yourself, that told me it wasn't given a proper chance. But again, that's not the worry. Is he just a fantastic League One striker? But, at the minute, he's been, yeah, he was, well, so he came in the winter and scored 20 goals for us. He was fantastic. And he, and he, he seems to love the club as well. He signed a new contract uh, this That's summer. Right. So, and he does seem to like, love the club. You see him like post on social media, you know, when it's trading and that. And he seems, you know, he seems a very happy, sort of positive guy as well. He's somebody you sort of want around the club to, to boost spirits if things do get a bit sticky, which they will at times next season. There will be. Maybe four, five, six games that we don't win. He's the sort of guy that will, I think, will keep spirits up. Um, so yeah, if we can keep, especially him and Moore together, we, we, that's what I think that'd be vital for us because we're going to need goals. And if them two can continue, he's got, they've got confidence as well. From that yep. Woodrow now, after what he did in what four, five months last season, his confidence must be through the roof. Uh, so if you can, if you can bag a hat trick on Saturday as well, you know, that'd be <laughs> better. He'd be, be confident for the rest of the season. Well, I'm just going to say this now. It wouldn't shock me if he scores against Fulham. I'm just going to say yes. that. It would, would oh, not exactly. shock me at all. Yeah. Uh, he might have a little bit of extra incentive in this exactly. opener, which actually scares exactly. me. 
(laughs) (laughs) All right, Rob. Let's now talk about strengths and weaknesses. Let's start with mm-hmm. strengths of Barnsley, and then we'll talk about weaknesses. Yeah, I think in a big sense is the the age of the side. Nobody last season under the age of 26, I think it was, played, which we've had for a couple of seasons, really. It's been a very young squad. Like I said, that's our ethos, bringing players in when they're young and building up to, to sort of sell them on. Right. Um, on the ball, we've got some sort of talented on-the-ball players. Uh, Alex Mowat, who was a cut above in League One last season in central midfield. He's got a very good eye for goal, great on set pieces. Uh, I think goals, really. Uh, if if Moore and Woodruff can continue that, again, with, with Keith Moore, he, he was hit and missed for his in the championship. He, he came to us uh, in the January of the relegation season, had a couple of goals, but a bit iffy, but he never had a partner. If he can, that's another thing as well. Will Wolves then will play Moore and Woodrow up front together in the championship, or will he go one up front? League One, we could afford to go two up front. Not sure in the championship. But I think we've got goals in the team. I think we've got a lot of pace. We like some Malik Wilkes coming in, Connor Chaplin, nimble players who can who can get forward. Um, home form, I think, will be a central one. Beating at home all yeah. last season. First time that's happened since 1968, I believe. So we're confident at home. The fans will be confident that we're not going to lose at home because of what happened last season. So that we, I mean, home form is crucial anyway, but I think after the season we've had at home right. last season, I think that could be a real strength for us. And, and you know, when, when we're doing well, that place rocks. You know, it's a, it's a lovely little ground and it absolutely rocks when, when, when we're doing well. So I think if, if we get on top of teams at home, I think that will become a major strength for us. Okay, excellent. Talk about weaknesses. And um, you've already mentioned about the losses defensively. I, I have a feeling that's where we're going to start talking about the weaknesses for Barnsley? I think we have to because purely because we've lost three of the players that had the best defensive record in the Football League last season. Uh, again, as I said, two of them I wasn't too fussed about, but Pinnett was and could be a very, very big big loss for us. And then it's just sort of the unknowns before we brought him. Uh, the, the quite big guys, we've got uh, Mads Anderson and the Bambo Diaby are quite big. Muscular guys, but I watched a couple of our pre-season games. Sort of, um, we played we played in Germany uh, pre-season. Yeah. And, uh, we seem to we're good going forward, and then when teams were like counter-attacking, that we seem to be all over the place. And the were unfortunately we lost four-one to Sheffield United in our final game uh, last weekend, and the defense was sort of all over the place, which is going to be expected if it's you know three, four new guys who've never met before in their lives, and suddenly have to become a become a team, become a partnership. So I think certainly in the first few games over the course of the season, that might develop and it might prove that I think you've got the best opportunity this weekend. You're the first team that's going to go at these guys where they're still very, very raw, still very, very new. So, and with the strike force you've got as well, I think that, I think defensively could be, could be the biggest, biggest concern. Definitely. Um, but I might, I might be wrong. Like, you know, they may gel superbly and we've had it before where we've signed a lot of sure. players in one summer and, and they have gelled. Uh, but I think it's, I think that's what we're going to look at is if something is going to go wrong, it could be there just because the, it's it's completely brand new, and right. they're playing in a brand new brand new country, not just a brand new league, they're in a brand new country. We've got a guy in from from Leeds as well, Apo Halm. I'm not sure if he's going to be the first choice. I think it's going to be Anderson and Diaby. Um, so yeah, it's I think that's where we're sort of a bit fearful that especially early on in the season um, we could concede a few goals. Well, it's going to be interesting because we're talking about playing against Fulham and, and the front three is 
Yeah, it's frightening. Impressive. You're <laughs> talking about Mitrovic, yeah. Knockhart, and Cavalero. I mean, that's yeah, going to be a challenge for you guys. I, I think you understand that. Yeah, I think Mitrovic is, is, is still a Premier League striker for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's, a, he's a Premier League striker, so he's done fantastically to, to keep hold of him. And, and the Cavalero, well, both of Cavalero and Knockhart have played in the Premier League. They've, they've, they've scored goals in the Premier League. We don't have anybody in our team that's done that. So, yeah, when I saw those three hits, were on the, the sign special. I knew not Mitch was already there, but when Cavalero went knockout signed, I was sort of like, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long a long afternoon. Well, we shall see, my friend. So that's gonna lead me to ask you who your key players are gonna be on uh Saturday against Fulham. Would it be the defense? Would it be actually Collie Woodrow up front? I'm curious your view on this. Who has to play well for you to get a result? Um I think midfield could be crucial. I think Mowat has to play well. If Mowat, okay. if Mowat plays well in midfield, he, make, he can make his tick. He can get on the ball. He can spray passes out. He's got great vision. If he's, he, he was another one. When we got relegated, with the relegation season of the championship, we sent him out on loan to Oxford. He wasn't even at the club. We sent him out on loan. And everyone thought last summer he would go. And I think if Stendhal hadn't have come in, I think we would have sold him. But Stendhal saw something in him and said, no, no, we'll, we'll keep him. And he went on to have a terrific season. So I think if he... Now he's had that year of building his confidence back up. I think if he can sort of, you know, find his form in this league, he'll be a key player for us. Obviously, goals are going to be important. We need Woodrow and Armour to fire. Yep. Uh, depends who, like I said, that's the point. Depends who Stendhal starts with. I'm not sure who will go to up front. He might do. He might surprise us because we play this sort of, you know, the, the pressing game. So you, you know, we'll you probably see on Saturday there'll be a lot of like closing your players down. You know, which. In this league as well, we we may do better because there'd be more space. In League One, it's very much, you know, kick it about on that. And we managed to overcome that. So in this league, we should, in theory, have more time and space to play our game. Um, so you'll see a lot of, like, fast pullbacks bombing on and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we need... But, yeah, I think um, midfield and more, if more can find his form, I think we, we'll, we'll do well. And absolutely up front, um, those two need to score in this league. Just like last season, as I said, they were fantastic last season. Brilliant. Yeah. 40 goals between them. Unbelievably good. They need to do it at this level. Because I think that's sort of who Sendel's putting his okay. sort of mark on as though we've not like sort of strengthened really that area. Not like Wilkes and Chaplin. I think more like sort of wingers attacking midfielders rather than out-and-out strikers. So I think, you know, even Stendhal's got the faith in Woodrow more to, to get the goals at this level. But as I say, key players as well, they may be at the back, you know. Our goalkeeper, our German goalkeeper, may pull off 20 unbelievable saves on Saturday, keep a clean sheet. That, that's how sort of unknown it is for a lot of the players we've got. It, it, it's hard to pick out a lot of, oh, he'll be a key player, he'll be a key player, because we've not <laughs> really seen these players. Right. Uh, and it, it's a complete unknown. We're sort of, we've had a German keeper before, Heinz Muller, a few years ago, and he was probably the best goalkeeper I've seen for Barnsley. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, we've signed another German keeper. Oh, if there's anything like Heinz Muller, he'll be... Fantastic, you know. Heinz Muller played on with a he played a whole half with a cruciate ligament injury. It was you know that's how good he was, and he kept a clean sheet. If this guy, this Rad lingers like him, he's going to be a, a top player. Um, but it's yeah, it's, it's just so unknown the start of the season. Ten, like I said, ten new players. That's a, that's a full starting lineup nearly of completely new players. It's um, but that I, I thought it was exciting. I think if we'd have come up with the same squad, not made, made any signings, we could have gone oh well. He might struggle and he might struggle, but right. we literally do not know. We, we, literally, <laughs> we could lose we could lose 4-0 on Saturday or we could win 4-0. <laughs> we, just, we just don't know because 
of, right. of you know and that's also exciting rob because uh yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to be an interesting match i'm looking forward to it it's actually yeah. on here in the u.s on, on espn plus so it should be great and mm-hmm. so i'm looking forward to the match now i, w- I want to get your view on fulham heading mm-hmm. into this match what, what are your <clears throat> thoughts of uh the team coming to oakwell well we've already mentioned the front three which like i say absolutely terrifies me <laughs> it's, it's just an for this level, them three should absolutely run riot. I'm not saying the world because, you know, nothing ever happens how you think it's going to, but they should. On their, and I think on their day, I think you're going to put, you're going to smash teams four or five, maybe six nil. When them three, all three of them together are on their day, you will absolutely obliterate some teams. I, I can see you winning some, some games four or five nil if, if them three are on form. Um, I, think, I think you were a bit like us last season in terms of when we were in the championship, we weren't good enough. Right. that were too good for League One. Last season, I think you weren't good enough for the Premier League, even though you spent a lot of money. Um, at, the, at the start of the season, I thought you would have been the, one of the favourites to stay up out of the three that came up. You spent a lot of money, but it obviously doesn't guarantee you anything. Just no, spend the money. Obviously, you had a bit of a change around with the managers. You know, obviously, Jukanovic, then Ranieri came in. It was like, oh, Ranieri. That didn't quite work out. Uh, and once you start losing games at any level, the confidence goes. So I think if you'd got Ranieri into the start of the season, maybe it might have been different, but, you know, you kind of had got you up. And I remember you from the season before we went down, you you were probably on paper the best side in the championship. You had a remarkable yeah. unbeaten run, I think. You went over like 20 games unbeaten. And, uh, you won that, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, it, was, it was in the 20s. It was, uh, it was. I remember you came to Upwell and, and you outplayed us. Uh, although we were drawing 1-1 until the 90th minute and ended up losing 3-1, which yeah. I think summed up. Our season last in that year, that's just something that we were drawing in the last minute and still lost by two goals. But, um, yeah, I think you should definitely be one of the strongest sides. As they say, of all the teams that come that you know come down from the Premier League, you know, you've got the parachute payments as well, which are a big help. But you look at like, so you look at the players you signed, and that that front three, I can't, I can't see me on paper any other club in the division having a front three as good as yours. That's yeah, it's I- just a remarkable. For this, that could be a front three in the Premier League. You know, that could be a front three at a, at a Bournemouth or a, you know, a Burnley or, or a Le- you know, Leicester, something like that. It's an incredible, incredible attacking trio, and uh, they will. It is. Uh, hopefully, after Saturday, like that's it. And this Saturday, playing against a back four that don't know each other, it, it's still going to be an interesting match because it just. It is. No idea how it's going to go. It is, and I'll just share this with you, Rob. My thoughts on Fulham heading into the season is this. You, you talked about huge positives. The front three could be extremely lethal. But there are questions defensively. Yeah. Again, this is something that we've been talking a lot on Cottage Talk. Fulham, in my opinion, desperately need a right back. I think they need another center back. And they need defensively help. They really need defensively yeah. help. And they also need backups in central midfield. They they need more bodies, and uh, that's been a concern for us. But if you're looking at the positives, there's, there's no question about it. They should be scoring a great deal of goals. Yeah. It's just going to be a matter of how many goals they will be conceding, and we will find out. And we'll also see what happens in mm-hmm. the uh, yeah. end of the transfer window because I have a feeling that more than a few players are going to be coming through that door. And uh, then we'll see how that all plays out. Okay, Rob. Mm-hmm. Let's end with this section of predictions. So the way I do mm-hmm. this uh, for my guests is that I, I just want to get your view on how both teams can win this match, and then we'll give uh, 
a prediction. Uh, both of us will, will give our prediction for the match. So let's start here. Rob, what does Barnsley need to do to win the match? Um, keep your offense really quiet, as quiet as possible. An early goal will be good. I think if we go 1-0 down early on as well, I think that might dampen the enthusiasm of the crowd a bit because it's the first game of the season. Everyone's hyped up thinking what could happen. If we concede early, it's going to be like, oh, is it just like when we were in the championship before? So if we get an early goal, I think, and I think it will boost the players' confidence because the they don't know, hey, we, we can score against Fulham who were in the Premier League last season. Uh, certainly, like I said before, keep it as tight as possible. Keep your front for you quiet as possible. If you if one of them gets a goal in the 96th minute in a 2-1 Barnsley win, not that fussed. But it's, we need to keep them quiet as long as possible. And I think we need to have a bit of belief. You know, we played that pressing style last season. Last season, we played our style. No matter what teams came to Warcourt, no matter where we went, we still played our style. Didn't always work, but the vast majority it did. So I think they've got to have that bit of belief. Let's go for that pressing style. Let's close your players down. Let's close knockout down. Let's close Mitrovic down. Let's, let's beat Mitrovic in the hair for headers. We can sort of do that. Sort of trying to pose our game because we're home as well. Probably going to bring one of the best crowds of the season because the first game. So yeah, if we can get an early goal, keep keep your throat pretty quiet. That's that's I think what we need to do. Keep it. I'll be happy with nil nil for as long as possible. Okay. That will just make us more confident as well. If we're nil nil with 70 minutes gone, thinking right, let's got 20 minutes now. Let's let's see if we can win the game. But I think what we what we need to not do is concede early. That's a okay. big thing. And that's going to leave me to ask you, what the Fulham need to do to win this match? Is it scoring or a goal? I think so, because I think as well, if you score early, you might win 2 or 3 now. Because I think it might just knock these players' confidence a little bit, because they've not got much championship experience. They're very young as well. They might not have been in situations where they've been 1-0 down early on a lot of times, certainly went last season. You know, we didn't, we didn't concede the good first goal on very many occasions last season, which I think helped us win a lot of games last season. The fact we went 1-0 up, I think that, that helped us win a lot of our games. We're not known for coming from behind, especially in the championship. It, we're not known. I can remember not long ago, we went, oh, I don't know, it was like about two years or something, we went without coming from behind to win a game in the championship. So I think if you score early, it could be. And I've, I've seen us lose 4 on the opening day of the season. Fully enough, the last time we played a relegated Premier League team at home on the first day of the season, we did lose 4 0, which was to Wigan. Um, so that's that's going to be a bit of an omen, but yeah, I think if you if you get on top of us early, silence our crowd a bit, then I think that's how you're going to certainly win the game. Because as long the longer we keep it nil nil, I think the more confident our players will get. Okay, excellent. All right, Rob. Before I get your prediction for this match, let's do a little bonus section here. I want to get your predictions for the championship. Name the three teams that you think are going to get promoted. Two, obviously, would be automatic promotion. And the third, that could potentially win the playoff final. So give me your three. So automatics, right. Um, I fancy Fulham, not just because I'm speaking to a Fulham supporter. I do think with the squad you've got, you should be able to bounce back as long as those players hit form. And second place, well, I don't know. I don't know if Fulham in the league, but so the other team in the top two. Um, I, do you know what? I won't put it past him one of the relegated teams like Cardiff because Neil Warnock just gets yep. teams promoted. He can't, he can't keep teams up. He can't keep them in the Premier League, <laughs> but he gets them in the Premier League. Um, and I think, you, you're bit, I don't know, because last season there was like a Norwich. I, would not, I wouldn't have expected Norwich. A, right. lot, a lot of people are back in Leeds to do it, but Leeds will just fall away again, as, as I think they always do. <laughs> uh, yeah, top top two, I'm going to go Fulham and Cardiff. 
Okay. And then I think I think there could be a surprise in the playoffs. I'm looking at like a Bristol City, maybe even a Brentford. You know, Brentford okay. are going about their work very, very quietly, very nicely. You're right. Players sign Pinnock from us, who I think will be great for them. So I think there could be a, a surprise team in that playoffs. I mean, last season you didn't. Well, the last season you had Sheffield United. I thought they That's might right. in the playoffs because they nearly did the season before, but I wouldn't would never back them to go up automatic. So I think yeah, you have you have two teams who we sort of expect to be up there, and then so, so I'll say Fulham, Cardiff, Bristol City. Okay, I'm glad that you said Bristol City because I was thinking about that just as you were saying that if there was a a team that could surprise, it could be Bristol mm-hmm. City. It's a team that has given Fulham all kinds of fits, so it's a team I, yeah. I don't want to see them play for obvious yeah. reasons because they have a very good manager and a team that is very t- difficult to beat. So I, I understand why you went with the picks that you went. I, I'm going to share mine too. I, yes, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to pick Fulham for automatic promotion. I'm going to throw West Brom in there. I'm going to say West Brom mm-hmm. will get automatic promotion. I could be wrong about that. I think that they have a chance to bounce back. And the team I think that they were the surprise I, last season. What? So I, was just, I, think, I, think, I think they were the, the surprise last season that didn't. I think everyone expected last season West exactly. Brom to go straight back up. And then exactly. the so, yeah. And the team that I think has a chance to finally break through, they've been knocking on the door of the uh, playoffs, is uh, Darby County. So I'm going to say Darby County. Mm-hmm. I know that they're going to be Fulham fans that don't want to hear me saying Darby County for yeah. personal reasons because of this very bad history with Fulham and Darby County. For obvious reasons, I get that. But mm-hmm. Darby County, I think, has a chance to finally break through. So I'm going to say that. Yeah. Very good there, Rob, and I appreciate you going through that with me. And uh, No problem. Let me just ask you, before I get to your prediction for the match, do you think you can stay up? I think you can. I think we can. Um, like I say, it's, we need these new signings to be to hit the ground running. But I think we can. You know, we, we, well, we're the team. No team has played more seasons in the second year than Barnsley. Like we hold the record. So this is our level, if, if, you, if you like. So, yeah, I, I think we can. It's going to be incredibly tough. Like I said, we're going to have some sticky weeks. You know, we might have a bad winter. You know, you know, there's going to be times where we're going to go three, four, five, six games without a win, which didn't happen last season. So, but I have to say we can. You know, if if if, if I if I sit here and say, oh, I think we're going straight back down, there's no point. You know, there's no point tuning in. There's no point turning up, is there? You know, we might as well just we might as well just got in the playoffs last season and lost, like you know, like other teams did. So, of of course, we've got to be confident we can do it. Um, I don't think we'll be any higher than six bottom, maybe. But I, I think we can finish above that line. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, excellent, Rob. All right, prediction. Yours first. What's your prediction for the match? Um, I don't like to go against us, but I'm going to say 2-0 Fulham. I okay. just think your strikers have just too much for us. Just that if, if we're playing another team, I'll be confident first game of the season at home, but that is the best front three in this league. And I think they will, especially as I say, Inexperience, we are new players thrown together. I think first game is going to be incredibly difficult for us, so I'll say 2 0 for them. Okay, that's what I wrote down, so I'm going to predict the same 2 0. Yeah, so Fulham, I just think that, like you said, with everything going on with your club with a brand new defense, basically, correct? Yeah, I think that's yeah, correct. going to be an issue against this front three. I think eventually they're going to break through. And uh, I think it's going to be 2 nil. So I am agreeing with you there. Rob, listen, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Before we go, just tell everyone how they can reach you. Yep. So if you, you can find me on Twitter at 21Tyke, 
And you can also find me on Barnsley Mad, the Tykes Mad website, which is www.barnsley-mad.co.uk. Okay, excellent. Thank you for sharing that, Rob. And listen, I've spoken to Rob on the championship roundtable. He was excellent on there, and I knew he would be a fantastic guest tonight. So I want to thank Rob Miles one more time. But we do have to wrap up this episode of Cottage Talk. For my special guest, Rob Miles, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. The is it morning yet deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.